12 is up, it's another episode I told you long time ago, we about to explode I said, with something mean, supposed to be easily But I showed up, it's awesome and I done it, be amazing But enough about me, cause we all played the part to make it this far But honestly, when it was the for the fans, it would've been killed a long time ago Bio, born on SG, grew up on CDP Baby mood, I didn't got it wrong, we call it PG Ready M, I don't blame much for the violence in your household Be home Trophy Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Horrors. This is episode 282. I am back from my week off. I enjoyed my pay-per-view. I am I Yield to No One. Joining me this week is Lucia. That's me. I didn't have a week off, but I still enjoyed the pay-per-view. It was a good pay-per-view. It was pretty good. We all got the gift of Jericho. Yes. Also joining me this week is Mr. Extra Life himself, Troy. Hey, what's the business? I didn't take the week off, and I didn't watch the pay-per-view. <laughs> You're going on the list. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Want, I haven't watched wrestling in years. You should. It's actually getting better now. It. it, it I. 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 I had stepped away from it, but it's. It's getting better again. They actually have somewhat decent writers. Yeah, it's cool. I I think I used to watch back in the day with Stone Cold and and when Triple H was Triple H and with long hair and all that jazz. But yeah, like that was what no fifteen years ago, maybe less. Duh. Yeah, Something like that. I I, I watch all the time because I grew up. I grew up in Connecticut, fifteen minutes from their headquarters. So like I kind of grew up in that area. Like my dad in their used to backyard. work. My dad used to work uh, for them as their shuttle service when they were in town. So I was like, oh, I just saw it constantly growing up and i was like yeah it's entertaining there's far worse things i could be doing on a monday night you don't have to justify your love for wrestling oh i'm not justifying it it's okay oh yeah no there, there, there's no need to justify it it's there. i'm sure i'm in the minority it's a, it's a of people that, that don't watch it at this point at least in in my circle i hear people call it, talking about it constantly um i was actually gaming uh yesterday for extra life with jeremy holman who is one of the hosts of the smart marks podcast so yeah I'm surrounded by people who love wrestling. I just don't myself. In time, my child. In nice. time. So we are still without Tricky. I don't know why he's here. not here today. He did say. Uh, prior uh, Alex, internet. Ah. Uh, the internet fairies have yet to visit Alex. They, they, and... ran, they just ran out of internets just outside of his door. So he's got internet at his front porch, but it doesn't reach into his house. So he still can't join us. And 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 the the snowman must have melted because we don't have frosty. It's not cold enough, and it's been too damn hot. Yeah, so we get eighty seven degrees here right now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Eighty seven? That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, we've been in the eighties here. Of course, I mean New Mexico. It's kind of that's what people think of when they think of New Mexico, especially southern New Mexico. But yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Like it's not not nearly as cool as it should be. Uh, let's roll into our updated trophy count. Uh, let's hit the people who aren't here. Tricky is at a level 31 at the trophy count of 7527. Platinum count of 64. He got a new one. Uh, I will get into that and during shoutouts. Uh, Alex is still a level 28 trophy count of 5745 with uh, 81 platinums in 80 games. I'm sure that'll all change when he gets. I was going to say he's going to show up next week with yeah. like 10 new platinums uh, and 700 and- trophies. Right. He's gonna be he's gonna be like a hundred platinums and like ten thousand trophies and be like boom. 
Mic drop. I've been busy. There's been Perfect no internet. Uh, Frosty is at a level 14. Trophy count of 1665. And holding steady at 9 Platinums. Lucia, where are you at? I am still level 26, but now that I have my new controller and I've been playing a lot of new games, I am now at 6,447 trophies with 26 Platinums. Steadily catching up to Tricky. I will catch up to him before the year's over. Oh yeah, you're only, what, 1,100 back? Yeah. A little less than than that. That's doable. Are we, you said That's the end of the new. year? Oh, yeah. I have, so by I'm gonna have, I'm January gonna have 1st, you're going to make 1,100 trophies appear? Uh, between Thanksgiving and, like, between Thanksgiving and, like, the end of this month in December, I'm going to have a, t- a grand total of, like, three weeks worth, like, the time off. Man. And, well, yeah, but, do, I mean, each game usually averages, like, 35, right? I imagine in the ballpark, it's been a little while. 40, some, some up to 40. Yeah, some are in that ballpark, yeah. But... Huh. We That's underestimate my games, back. Bro. We underestimate my backlog of video games right now. Is no, just... I've got a huge backlog, but it's a backlog for a reason. Like I have no time to play those games. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just blow through as many because, like, even in the last two weeks alone, I've gained almost 200 trophies. So cool. Yeah, man, more power to you. I'd, I'd like to see you overtake Tricky, especially by the end of the year. That's that's a tall order. I, I, I look forward to seeing that happen. And, I won't and, dethrone and ima- him in platinum. Imagine though. the trash talking that Lucia can do all next year. All next year will be just salt in the wound. Then I'm just going to increase the lead. Well, that, I mean that's perfectly fine. Wasn't Tricky the one who was was Tricky the one who was pulling for total trophy count, meaning more than number of platinums? Yes. Yeah. See, so because like, because right because if you right overtake now, him in total number of trophies, yeah. So if you overtake him in total number of trophies, he won't have a leg to stand on to argue against you, even with more platinums, because it was his stance that the total trophy count was the more important. Which is exactly why I stood so. on his side, so that way they're down the road. <laughs> yeah. You see, you first saw this. Yes. That's so you could turn on him. There's a prophecy. Ha-ha! There's a prophecy about it. Respect. Respect. Troy, where where's your trophy count stand? So I didn't verify, but I'm pretty sure I have not moved an inch. I'm still level 19 with 3,232 trophies. Uh, that's a nice round number. Three two three two. It and, is. Uh, 38 platinums. Uh, I didn't really do much PlayStation gaming this last week, so I'm pretty sure it's the same. I, I haven't gained a whole lot since I've been on, although I did play a lot of games. I am holding steady at a level 23, trophy count of 4275, and a platinum count of 61. So I will kick off what I've been playing. Normally when I've been off for a week, I, I've dove, dove into a lot of games, but I, I, I haven't this past week. Um, I played some Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh me and the guys got together for kind of our monthly video game party, and we played Double Dash, I bet, for three or four hours. So that was some good times. I've been playing some Race of Sun, which Tricky's not on here, but for a small amount of time, I haven't gone back to verify if I still stayed there. I was number one in the world in Apocalypse Mode. I took a screenshot. I have proof. That, hmm. As long as there's a picture, it's that's all that matters. Is that one of those modes that might refresh, like refresh weekly, or is that like just all time? Yeah, it, 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 it's a uh, the game is like an endless runner. Basically, yeah, yeah. you're uh, okay. So every day, every twenty four hours, all the worlds regenerate, and then okay, I think so they it's save a daily. Your, so they yeah, they save your score, and you can go back and look to see where you ended up. Like uh, on the normal game, not apocalypse, but the normal game mode, 
I was number two in the world after I made a run. But by the time my score updated, I had dropped the three. So that's when I took my screenshot. I should have taken the one where it said you are number two. Yeah, that's but I wanted cool. to get my score. I wanted to, I wanted to get my score up there. So the next day I came home from work and I'm like, I wonder where my score ended up. So I checked it. I was a hundred and tenth. Ah, yeah, that's <laughs> how it always works, so, man. But so 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 the key is if you want to get that high, do it right after the time change, right after the world change. Then take your right. screenshot and then you have your bracket. Yeah, take nights. your screenshot then take immediately. Your screen, then take your screenshot and go. Look, I'm number one. At this exact moment in time, I was number one. It may not have been that way by the end of the day, but for for this brief moment, I was the best. I need to go no, back and check Apocalypse so, to that's see if I'm still there. That's a good allegory for life in general. Like I, that's why I, I'm not ten. I don't tend to be very competitive because I always know that there's always somebody out there who is better than you. And that's a humbling thought and it's just not worth my time to try and be the best. I'm going to be the best I can be. And that, that, that fits with life right there, man. Yes. I've also been playing uh, some Mad Max on my PS4. Got back into that a little bit. I'm still playing my mystery game, slowly chugging towards my platinum. And like I said, I'm not saying it until I get it. And then I was playing this game. uh, My buddy, brought over this game to our, our video game get-together. It was a... I, I didn't ask him the name of it, but it was a, a bomb defusal game on his laptop. Keep talking it actually can't, Keep talking, and it, nobody explodes or something like that. Yeah, it, it, it was... It actually came... He actually printed off a bomb disposal guide. Yeah. And you had to roll the? the bomb over and talk about the different modes or different... uh uh, not modes, model. Not yeah, models. like what, what modules? Modules are on what, the bomb. You know, yeah, what 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 are you looking at? What are you seeing? And then the other people who can't see the bomb had to flip through the instructions and go, okay, is it this? Is, yeah. is, what's your serial number? How you many had, wires does it have? What are the colors of the how wires? How many wires? Yeah, and you have to, and you have like five minutes. Couple of them had only two two minutes and fifty seconds. And I'll tell you, we played that, that for like three guess hours. Who? Sounds like almost like Guess Who with like bomb disposal. It's one of the better games on VR too. So in VR, like the person wearing the headset has the bomb in front of them, and so they're calling out, and everybody else has the manual. Uh, you can you can print it out, or you can also just you know have it on the computer or whatever. But yeah, like so so the person with the headset has literally got the bomb in front of them, and they're spinning it around and, and calling out all the modules and stuff. It's it's actually a really dope game if you get a chance to check out like videos of it being played and stuff. It's it's actually a really that really seems cool like game. a fun game to stream. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's I mean, it's a little tough because especially with the headset, like you usually can't stream that out. But like it's still like if you get enough people in the same room together, it's still super entertaining to to watch. Um, Giant Bomb does it a lot. We had four people. We had two doing the bombs and two doing, you know, we had, we had one person with the paper uh, manual and the other one on an, on an iPad to, to scroll. And on some of the ones that were like two minutes and 50 seconds. I don't see how you could do it with one person because with two people we were just barely getting it. Yeah. You know, it was one of the it was one of those. You take this side of the bomb, and I'll take the left side of the bomb, and we'll we'll each work on our own puzzles. And it was it was fun, yeah, to, to say the least. I I really enjoyed it. So that's all that I've been playing this past week. Uh, I, I'm sure Troy has a bunch since he did Extra Life yesterday. <laughs> so uh, Lucia. What have you been playing? Um, basically, same thing as last week. I'm still playing World of Final Fantasy. Um, I beat Rise of the Tomb Raider this week. And just really quick so I can just shit talk because uh, Tricky's not here. He had the game since it came out. 
I've only had the game for uh, a week now, maybe a full week, and I have surpassed him in trophies in the game. Just saying, because there's over a, there's 125 trophies because all the DLCs included in the game. Just want to say, because last time me and I brought it up last week, he's like, "Oh, I already had, I already beat it." Yeah, but I already passed him in trophies, so. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, but I I love yeah. it. I want to so, play more of it. So so okay. So let me ask you because I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. So compared compared to the reboot, better step forward. Uh, I think definitely a step forward. I'm glad they removed the multiplayer mode and they did add like an endurance co-op mode. I will say it seemed more of a condensed story and I like they're actually this time around last time was like kind of introducing us to like the new Laura Croft like you know she wasn't really Laura Croft the Tomb Raider yet and now this is like going more into like the family history of her father like so it was like they're actually building up more backstory to Laura Croft finally so I think they did a great job with that especially with the DLC stuff cool. that's on PlayStation 4 with like the Croft Manor and stuff where you can explore it that I tell everyone definitely go in and do that DLC like right after either before or after you beat the game cuz you get so much backstory that they're really building this up. Like, this is going to be finally like a big cohesive franchise for them. Cool. I've I guess I really enjoyed the first one so I'm re- I'm waiting to get my hands on Rise of the Tomb Raider. So, okay, Troy. I'm sure you played a ton of games Saturday, so the floor Uh, is yours. So actually, it started on Friday. Um, So I was the captain of the New Mexico State University Extra Life team, and we kind of had a little thing on campus Friday night. So basically Friday night at 7 p.m., we all set up in one of the classrooms on campus. It was a pretty good-sized classroom. And um, so we had two two TVs, two projectors. Um, So on the TVs, they were running... Uh, they had a, I think it was a Blaz Blue Continuum Shift uh, tournament going on. Uh, they were playing Smash on one of the projectors, uh, Smash Brothers, <laughs> on the Wii, uh, Wii U. Switch! And uh, so, and then uh, I had my systems hooked up on the other projector, which I was streaming out onto Twitch. Uh, so we started out on the PlayStation 4. We played some You Don't Know Jack, which was pretty dope, you know. So all told, I think we had probably, I want to say 15 to 15 to maybe 30 people there at this event that we had on campus. It was it was a pretty good turnout. Oh, bravo. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, we, we started out, um, well, at least I started out. We played some You Don't Know Jack on the PlayStation 4. Um, then when we kind of ran out of, uh, we'll see that we had an issue with that because the uh, the projector that we had it hooked up to, um, it was taking the HDMI signal out of the, the streaming uh, box that I had. But it was taking it in through a VGA cable because it was designed to, to hook up to a laptop so you could stream a laptop to the, the projector. So it wasn't taking the audio signal out of the HDMI, which means that we couldn't pump the sound of the, the PlayStation through the speakers that were in the classroom. Uh, so we had to like really kind of fiddle with it. So, we, so we, we ended up hooking up an auxiliary cable into the back of my PC, which was taking the the signal from the the streaming box so that you know I could stream it out to the Internet. Um, so we used the, uh, the sound card on the PC to pump out the sound, but the problem with that is it was delayed because it was pulling it out of the streaming box. So we were getting like a three or four second delay on the audio. So when you're playing a game like you don't know Jack, that that's kind of tough. Like you have to watch the screen constantly because like by the time you actually hear the the question, 
the questions actually been displayed on the screen for a few seconds. So uh, it, it was a little tough to deal with, but we did end up dealing with it. Uh, that was good times. Um, after that, we switched over to the Xbox One. Uh, we played some iDarb. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of iDarb. It's a really small game. Um, it's kind of like one of those little... It's like... It's really tough. Like the, the graphics are really simple, but it's a really fun game, multiplayer game. It's a two-on-two. Uh, you basically... The best I can explain it, it's it's almost like a weird hybrid of, like, basketball. So it's side-scrolling, and these levels are kind of like joust levels. So you got different, like, heights of platforms and stuff. And there's a ball that, that launches into the middle of the the field. And so the two teams are trying to get the ball, and then you're just trying to shoot it into your goal on your side of the map. And depending on the map you're in, like, sometimes it's a, it's a C-shaped goal uh, facing towards the middle, and you... The further away you shoot it, the more points you get. If you can get it to bounce off of things before it goes in, like it adds points every time it bounces, the, like little things like that. It's, it's pretty complicated uh, mechanically, but the basic idea is you're trying to shoot this ball, and you can even walk it into the goal, and it's only worth one point. Um, so we played that. It's It gets crazy fast-paced and, and just really entertaining, um, especially with just a, a group of people. Um, so we played that for a little while. Then we switched over to Worms Battleground, also nice. on the Xbox, which, I mean, Worms is just a good classic like get everybody together and play a game. Um, and so after that, yeah. So after that, we, um, we decided to take a break from the video games. So, um, I brought some board games and a couple of them that I had never played because, uh, they're really good board games, but I just don't ever have anybody to play with them. Uh, so everyone was eyeballing. I have the, uh, XCOM, the board game and everybody had been eyeballing it and they really wanted to bust that out. So we busted it out and played it. And that game is, freaking nuts i have to ask you because i have it because i went i found this uh store that had like board games and they had a lot of 2k ones so i bought xcom and i bought a civil a sid uh, myers uh, civilization 5 board game yeah. and i don't yeah. know enough people out here to play them yeah so i got the xcom game and we played that i also own the gears of war game and we didn't end up busting that one out but uh the xcom game is fucking intense so basically the way it works is it's not competitive you're not you're not playing against each other so there's four roles in this XCOM game you have the uh the commander you have the communications officer you have the research officer and you have the squad leader and each of them has tasks that are a typical XCOM task you know the research guy he decides what to research and um the squad leader handles the troops so you're applying troops to defend the base you're applying troops to the mission to to try and deal with that uh, the communications guy. So basically, it's co-op in the in the way that you guys are working together against the app. So you basically, with this game, you download the companion app to like an iPad or, or your phone or whatever. We're playing on my iPad. Uh, and the app basically runs through the scenario and tells you what to do when. So, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, now there's these UFOs in these areas and you're supposed to put down the UFOs and all that. So the, com- the uh, communications officer handles the app and also the satellites. So you deploy satellites to uh, to take out UFOs that are in orbit. Um, and then the commander, basically, he's he's kind of in charge of regulating everything. He gets the budget, and it's his job to basically monitor that for the most part because you get a set amount of money and everything that like so for every researcher that the that the research officer wants to put on a research that costs money every troop that the squad leader wants to deploy that costs money every satellite that the communications officer wants to put into orbit that costs money and so the commander's got to keep track of all this um he's also got to so there's certain times when the app will tell you there's a crisis and there's these crisis cards so the commander pulls two crisis cards and you look at the crisis cards and each of these cards has a scenario on it and they're all some of the most horrible, 
like fucked up situations that you can think of. But the thing is, you've got these two cards and you have to choose one of these cards to put into play in your crisis, which means whatever, no matter what, one of these cards is going to happen. One of the, the horrible situations on this card is going to happen at the end of this turn and you have to decide which one it is. Um, so you put that down on the board and then, uh, so it keeps going through like this. The apple just keep throwing you different scenarios. Like, okay, now you add research. Now you uh, defend the base. Oh, there's a new alien in the base. And so the squad leader has to, you know, put in a new leader. And this whole thing is played out. It's timed normally. So if you're playing on one of the regular difficulties, you have a finite amount of time to do all of these tasks. And the longer it takes you, like, you get penalized for it um, to the point that, like, you'll just run out of time to do anything. Um and then after that's done, then you have a resolution phase where everything just happens. You resolve all the conflicts and the, the budget and everything like that. Um, so we were playing, since we'd never played it before, we were playing on the tuto tutorial level, uh, which it's it's nice because it, it allows you to pause the game like and you don't get penalized for it. So you, you can pause the game and kind of think through things. So we ran the tutorial twice and failed to win either time. Uh, I think we got through... We got through three rounds the first time we ran it. We only had three players. I took the role of the commander and the communications officer. And we, I mean, there's no point in time in this game that you feel comfortable in the situation. Like you're just constantly just have this huge level anxiety going on. Uh, it was a little easier with four people because, you know, the one person was able to to focus on what they were doing. But still, we were taking way more time than, than what normally would have been given to us to uh, run through these scenarios. Like... It's like, okay, you know, we're like, oh, should we do this? Should we do that? And I'm like, you guys do realize if we were playing on a regular difficulty, like we would have had nine seconds to make this decision that we've been talking about for like two minutes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, and we still failed. Like we didn't, we didn't, we actually unlocked the final mission. So the app, you go through all these rounds and, and eventually what you're doing is you're just biding your time until the app tells you, okay, now you can do the final mission. And then you do the final mission. We got to the point where we had the final mission open. Uh, we couldn't actually go on the final mission the first round that the final mission was open because we didn't have enough budget to put troops into the final mission. So we had to, like, hold it off for another round. And then so the second round came. And I think we ended up... Because um, if two of the continents fall into panic, then you lose the game. And I think that's what happened is two of our continents fell into panic. And it, we just automatically lost the game. It was nuts. It's a crazy-ass game. But it's it's really cool. Like, I mean, the, the level of tension that you feel the entire time you're playing this game is just... it's. It's insane. Um, so that was that was the end of Friday night. <laughs> this is such a long little section. Um, <laughs> so it was like four o'clock in the morning when we finally finished up on campus, and you know I had to pack everything up. I took all of my consoles. I had my Xbox One, my PS4. I had my uh, Wii. I had my fight stick. I had so I had one of those big Tupperwares that was just full to the top with like electronics. Like it was so heavy, and it was probably. I don't know, probably $2,000 worth of electronics that was in this Tupperware. And then I also took my PC so I could stream it. So I took like four trips back and forth to the car to load it up. It just took forever. Um, so I got home around five in the morning and I got a few hours of sleep. Uh, so I woke up Saturday morning and around noon I started with my own personal extra life here at the house. So which means I had to go and set everything back up in the house because I had torn everything down. Um, and so nice. for my, my extra life at home was, was pretty simple. Like it was long, you know, I mean, I didn't finish up until like close to five o'clock in the morning, uh, this morning, but, uh, I ended up just playing Forza Horizon three on the Xbox one. Uh, the main reason why is it's kind of a tradition now, uh, two years in a row, a couple of my buddies, uh, Jeremy Holman, the, the, uh, 
host of the Smart Marks podcast, and uh, my other friend Derek, we always get together um, to play Forza because uh, it actually ends up being the only game that we have uh, together that we can play. And Derek is consistently my biggest uh, contributor to my extra life. So this is my way of, you know, thanking him is spending a good chunk of my extra life playing with him. So uh, I spent all day yesterday, 16 hours uh, playing Forza Horizon 3, which uh, I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but that game is freaking amazing. Like, I was a Gran Turismo man from the time I was like 15 years old, like from the first Gran Turismo. I loved it. Everything about it. Every every Gran Turismo that came out, um, I platinum Gran Turismo 6. Um like it's it was just everything, but then you know once I got an Xbox One, I I played Forza Motorsport, uh, which is really good. Like I think Forza Motorsport probably I'd almost give it the edge over Gran Turismo One because it's I mean consistently a great product, and two like they don't take nine years to put out one, so like they've actually surpassed the number of of uh, Gran Turismo games uh, with Forza games because they put one out every two years and the quality is top notch. Uh, but the Forza Horizon games are even a step above that. So they, they're they the best thing. It's almost like the best of both worlds between uh, a sim racer like a Gran Turismo or Forza and a an arcade game like Need for Speed. So you have this giant open world and they, all these crazy zany little things like jumps and stunt jumps and all this stuff. But uh, you have a lot of the the physics and stuff that that's present in a, a sim game. So things are a little more realistic, which I, I really appreciate being a car guy. Um, and it was just freaking awesome. Like, I mean, 16 hours playing nothing but Forza Horizon 3. It was, it was not a bad time at all. And I think that's all I've been playing. Yeah, I woke up this morning. And <laughs> I've, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, I ended up taking a nap. I had to put everything back together again. I had to bring my PC back upstairs because I had had it set up downstairs to stream. Uh, but yeah, Extra Life is always good. And, but I, I I literally only played one game for my stream at home. I had a bunch of other games that I would have played. Uh, would have played some PlayStation, stuff like that. It just didn't end up happening. It ended up being 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still sitting there playing Forza Horizon 3. Awesome. I, life and work schedule, I didn't, I have not done my Extra Life. I plan on doing it the week of Thanksgiving. I'm off that week, so I'm going to take some time every night and knock out some backlog and stuff. So if you're still looking to donate, you can donate me. You can still hit Troy. You can hit Lucia. Because I think you can donate, what, till the end of the year? Yeah, 31st of December? Yeah, December 31st is the end of uh, 2016. But I, then I think like it immediately rolls over and everything that gets donated from there counts towards the 2017 total. They've got that all streamlined. Yeah. Like when I first started like seven years ago, like it would be probably the beginning of summer before they even opened it up to starting to take donations uh, for the current year. And it usually ended before the end of the year. So they it really, ended around Thanksgiving usually. Yeah. So they, they've really yeah. got it down pat now. So speaking of Extra Life, as, uh, as of right before we started podcasting, the last check... Extra Life has raised six point six five million so far, and like uh, Troy, you were saying what Rooster Teeth is doing theirs. So yeah, like so next weekend. As, yeah, as of right now, uh, GiantBomb.com is the number one team. I think the last I checked, they were up to like a hundred and seventy something thousand. Um, they have it split up, so they're doing ninety hours of Extra Life over the course of like three or four days. Um, 
So they're the highest right now, and uh, Dave Lang, the uh, the owner of Iron Galaxy Studios, is currently in the middle of his 24-hour streaming. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that number is going to go up. There's so many other groups that are doing it. I mean, you you have Lucia and, and Yield that, that haven't done it. There's a lot of people that are holding off. Uh, Rooster Teeth, which is another huge website, um, they, they're doing their event next weekend. Um, I know uh, uh, Kind of Funny. Uh, had a big show. They, I think they're number three in teams, three or four in teams. So like, there's a lot of big names that are, they're putting up big dollars. So I definitely would expect that number to grow. Um, I was going to bring up as of right now, uh, proven gamers team, uh, their goal for extra life this year is $1,500. At least it is right now. I mean, obviously if we guys surpass that, then you're probably going to raise that goal. But as of right now, the $1,500 is the team total, uh, goal. And as of right now, the uh, Proven Gamer team has raised $1,173, so less than $400 away from your overall total uh, goal. Um, personally, my I had a goal set for $500 so I could get uh, the silver medal. Um, I ended up hitting that Friday night, and so I raised my uh, goal to $750, and then I raised another $100 yesterday, so uh, it was a good deal. And yeah. I mean, Extra Life's amazing, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's really good to be a part of something that you know so many people um, around the world are taking part in. I know uh, Graham from uh, Joypad and Me, which uh, <laughs> if you listened to last week's episode, or no, not last, no, it was a it was a a live video that Tricky did on the uh, Trophy Horse uh, Facebook group. He was uh, trying to say that it was Drop Bear Gaming was the site that I used to podcast for, but it's actually Joypad and Me. Uh, they're based in the UK, and Jedi Junkie is is the guy in charge of that site. And uh, they were at it starting Friday afternoon, and and so even in the UK, like I saw, all yeah, over the world, there. I, I saw some tweets from him about yeah. doing his uh, his uh, extra life. So. Yeah, he's got a pretty good setup too. Like he's got a you know he's got a flat, or it's probably a house. I don't know. I, I they like to call everything flats there, and I don't know if there's a distinction in between what, but. Uh, yeah, so they they set up there in the living room, and he's got two big TVs, and they're playing Xbox and PlayStation, and then he's got another camera that streams to YouTube, just the just the room, which is always good because I mean I know even at my house, um, I just had the one webcam that was on me while I was playing, but I know come three or four o'clock in the morning, like that's pretty entertaining to see somebody sitting there with with the zombie stare, just trying to struggle through extra life. So it's always good and entertaining. Must stay. Awake. Oh no, it was what. Uh... Four years ago, four or five years ago, I was streaming and I was uh, playing Knights of the Republic on Xbox and I actually fell asleep and my friends were taking screenshots. Like I was like zoning out like to the point where I was like leaning sideways in my chair, almost falling out of it. <laughs> so yeah, we were playing the co-op campaign in Forza yesterday and Derek, it was probably around 3.30 or 4 and you know, he's he's in charge. He's He was the lowest level. So Jeremy and I were helping him level up his campaign. So we we're in his, in his world uh, playing co-op. But at some point, it was like 3.30 in the morning, and like Derek just stopped responding. And I was asking him questions, and then he wasn't setting up events or anything like that. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to duck out of this. So I went back to my solo campaign and, and was messing around in that. Uh, and then this morning, he posted on Facebook. He's like, uh, I hope Troy didn't record me snoring or anything, because he literally fell asleep in his chair uh, while in the midst of playing Forza Horizon. So it, it gets pretty rough in the middle of the night. Um, especially since uh, the last few years they've done it on the day that the, the clocks roll back in America. Uh, so you actually get 25 hours in a 24-hour span, which uh, this year I now know was uh, at 2 o'clock. So once you hit 2 a.m., 
the clock rolls back to 1 a.m. So it's it you just basically go back in time. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing we're making great progress. It's 145. It's almost two. And then as soon as the clock hits two, boom, it's one o'clock again. It's like, holy crap, I just lost that whole hour. (laughs) I didn't even I forgot all about the whole time, like because we rely so much on technology. I actually completely forgot about the whole clocks going back because everything was automatic on its own. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it, it, I mean, when you're awake and, and you're relying on that, so uh, Extra Life is is always an endurance race, and it's even more so now that they've done that. I really respect it, though. I think it's a brilliant idea, the 25 hours. Um, it definitely looks good on paper when you're telling people, oh, well, it's normally a 24-hour stream, but this year it's 25. We're doing 25. I thought it was really funny, too, uh, that somebody, when uh, Triggy was posting up hourly updates on, on Facebook, uh, he was posting up videos when he was on his smoke breaks in between, and I thought it was really funny because when he put the 25th hour ep- uh, update, uh, the first comment was the, oh, 25 hours. Was that extra hour to make up for all the smoke breaks that you took through the night? That <laughs> 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 was hilarious. Uh, I left. So that is awesome. Oh, that is awesome. I, I I wondered what that was. I kept seeing him outside, and I'm like, why are you posting your smoking? I didn't hit play on any of them. No, just... You know how tricky does. He likes, he likes Facebook Live. He figures he's going to be the one to keep it alive no matter what. They won't get rid of it as long as he keeps putting Facebook Live videos. I actually did my very first one yesterday uh, before I started streaming just to show everybody what my setup looked like because uh, I don't have a very big apartment at all, and it was kind of an interesting way for me to get everything together. Uh logistically to have my consoles hooked up so that I could stream them into my PC. My PC had to have a space. My PC is not small. It's a gaming PC. So it takes up quite a bit of space. And of course that needs a monitor. So I had my monitor sitting on a, on a Tupperware thing right in front of me, which put it below my eye level to my TV, which was across the room. And then the, the PC off to the side, but then I had wires coming from my entertainment center to my PC so that I could, you know, get the, the video to stream it out. So it was, it was pretty nuts, but it was, it's a lot of fun. I love doing it every year and streaming's a lot of fun. I don't do it often enough. I was actually uh, telling Lucia before we started that I want to start streaming a lot more because it's, it's, it's really fun. And I invested in all this technology. I've got so many gadgets right. to do this. That's, I might as well make use I'm, of them. That's why I want to start streaming. Like after going to TwitchCon, I was like, man, I want to stream more. That's so much fun. And like, I'm the same situation. Like I have this, nice computer i've built i got my capture cards i got two different capture cards and this and that i'm like oh man i should probably stream why do i even have this stuff like if i don't stream and then when i do stream i stream right from the ps4 yeah i could easily just hook up a capture card yeah and it's that's nice having that ability built into the new consoles the xbox one and the ps4 i mean i've got the cameras for both i've got i've got to connect i've got the the ps4 camera uh, I mean, even then, a lot of people don't use the cameras anyway. Like, you know, people are self-conscious about it. But, I mean, it's it's just amazing to have that technology built into the consoles now. Um, having a capture card is kind of nice and a nice HD webcam. It just kind of adds a little bit of flavor and gives you a little bit more flexibility in the way you display things. But, I mean, it's it's really cool that, that they've democratized it to a level that it's just built into the consoles anymore. I think that was a really good move. Okay, so we will roll into our topics there's no even setting so, to this one. It's just no, th- no, there's not. Uh, so the Watchdog season two pass was uh, detailed, and in the season pass, you get three DLC packs, which brings new co-op challenges, outfits, and new world stories to the open world game. Uh, the first one, you get T Bone's content bundle, which comes out uh, December thirteenth on the four, and you play as Marcus, dressed as a legendary hacker. Uh, and uh, on top of a new co-op difficulty. Uh, rolling out in the spring, 
of next year. You get Human Conditions, which offers three new world stories and introduce elite co-op missions and other and another enemy type called the Jammer. And then lastly, you get No Compromise, which sees Marcus in a new world story that includes the Russian Mafia, a new co-op mode called Showdown, and that also they're saying right now, Spring of 2017. Um, the Season Pass will also give you access to the Psychedelic Pack, and the Roots Access Bundle, which are full customization options, as well as the Zodiac Killer Mission. Um, the Season Pass comes with the Gold Edition. If you buy the Gold Edition, you get the Season Pass. Or you can buy the bundles at 40 bucks. So, there you go on that if you're a big Watch Dogs person. But on the flip side of that, Ubisoft uh, was in an investor's call recently and they announced that the watchdogs 2 pre-orders were not as high as expected which honestly from what i heard people say about watchdogs that yeah that's what i'm like i i i got watchdogs i haven't gotten to it yet but from what i heard people say after the high of watchdogs everybody for watchdogs 2 is taking more of a well we'll wait and see approach. there's a grain of salt with it like i saw it at e3 i checked it out i thought it's cool but like so the first watchdogs everything looked cool too at the e3 stuff and then it came out and you're like what is this like don't care yeah and 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 they were in the investors call they were quick to point out like like um far cry 3 did not do well in pre-orders but then once the game got out and it got good releases it sold well after release so I think he's trying to pump that into his investors. I hope Watch Dogs 2 does good. I Like I said, I haven't played the first one yet. I enjoyed the concept of what the first one looked like, and I was all on the bandwagon as well. So hopefully Watch Dogs 2 does well, because uh, Ubisoft needs something else besides... I mean, they've got their other games. They've got that game that Tricky likes to play, and... And, you know <laughs> that, that the crew, the, the yeah, that one game that he just constantly plays. They they they've got the crew, which from what it says here in the article, it's still a year and a half. It's been out and it's still doing really well. I actually saw that they're releasing a ultimate bundle, or it might already be out or out shortly. That's got like all the DLC with it, including the newest one. So, I, and I've been thinking about picking that up when I get better internet because I like goofy racing games. So there's, there's a whole nother angle to this. I mean, I'm going to let you guys, I, I'm going to let you guys say your piece, but I definitely have a lot to say about this. Go ahead. And, and, I don't know. Like, I don't like that they bring up uh, Far Cry 3. It's because I played Far Cry 2. I didn't really like Far Cry 2, so that's why I didn't. Far Cry 2, Far Cry 2 sucked. I'm not, I don't mean to cut you off. I downloaded that when it was free for plus, and I'm like, ooh, Far Cry 3 looks amazing, so I'll play 2. And yeah, I played. 3 was like the good game of an the franchise. Hour and when, and when I'm done. But you played, you played more than I did. Three so awesome. You played more than I did. So like that's you can't compare it because like the game Far Cry Two wasn't was was a crap game. So of course pre- people are going to be wary of three. Watch Dogs, the first one. There's a lot of pre-orders. I still I pre-ordered the PS4 Watch Dogs launch bundle, and then when that game got delayed and canceled, like I was kind of like shit out of luck. 
So I, you know, had to scramble to get another PS4 because I didn't want to go through Amazon again because I was just so annoyed with how they were, like, resolving the issue of it, even though it wasn't really Amazon or Sony's fault. And then when the game came out, I didn't play it until a good six months after the game actually came out on PS4, and I just was so unimpressed with it. And, like, none of the stuff they talked about, like, the whole tablet where, like, your friend can have, like, the tablet with the companion app and, like, control stuff around the city for you while you're playing didn't really work out that way too well so it's like there's too many things not delivered the way they expressed the way the game was going to be kind of like a no man's sky situation but not as bad and like i have watchdogs 2 pre-ordered because i want that little desktop robot that's like remote control i just want the robot i don't really care to play the game but i mean it's they're trying to make a franchise you know a new ip like work I like, if when you do play Watch Dogs, like, you notice, like, especially with Far Cry, I think Primal and everything, they're trying to make the Ubisoft universe cohesive, like, uh, what, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and etc. all tie in together now, which I think is pretty cool. So I think that's why, you know, they're continuing to make Watch Dogs games. I mean, personally, me, I would have gave up after the, the colossal blunder of one. So that that's the thing, though, is is i mean we're focusing on or in this conversation so far we're focusing on ubisoft's titles and whether or not they're strong enough or whatever but there's there's another underlying issue of this whole the the pre-order fervor that that just permeates the the video game industry as a whole uh you know publishers are constantly pushing for pre-orders that's how they gauge how how well the sales are going to be obviously this this was a big deal you know the investors want to know how big the pre-orders are but the problem is is that there's there's no reason to pre-order games. I mean, if you looked at, at the original Watch Dogs, it was, by all you know accounts, just a disappointment. Uh, there's just so many No Man's Sky, all these other games that people are pre-ordering based off of, you know, the the promise of a good game that, that don't live up to the hype. And, and there's no reason to drop your money down to pre-order the game. Or, I mean, this this is coming from a different angle because I don't tend to play games on day one because one i i don't necessarily have the disposable income and two my time you know i'm I'm working through an mba program right now i don't have time to play video games like i used to so i can afford to wait and see what the reviews look like i can afford to wait until it goes on sale you know uh, i i don't have that need to play a game right when it comes out because one i don't have time and two i don't have money and i've got other things that are taking up that time so in a way i can understand you know most gamers have this mentality that they have to be a part of that zeitgeist on the first day and they have to be playing it at midnight you know but it it behooves us not to pre-order uh pre-orders originally back in the nes days were a way to get your hands on the game because you know especially the way nintendo works you know they create scarcity so many copies yeah there's no mass production facilities so when you when you weren't sure that you were going to be able to get your hands on a copy of the game there's a reason to put your money down and pre-order it ahead of time but now everything's available digitally like i mean there's not a finite supply of these games and so all you're doing if you're putting money down for pre-order you know if you're ordering through GameStop or something like that you're basically just giving them an interest-free loan they're not giving you anything more for your time you know or your money Um, if you had that money sitting in your bank account you may get you know two or three cents of interest off of that which is money like you're making money on your money Um, by giving it to GameStop that doesn't happen Um, 
And all they're using it for is to gauge, you know, interest in the game. Um, and then you add in things like, and and so I, I apologize to Tricky ahead of time. This was supposed to be the top of the week last week. It was supposed to be the top of the week this week, but he wants to talk about it when him and Alex are here, people who um, have a perspective on this as people who review games for a living. I don't review games, but I, I definitely, you know, have my ear to the ground in the industry, um, you know, with podcasting and everything like that. Like, I understand the thing behind this, but the 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 new trend of not putting out uh, games to to reviewers ahead of time. And we're not going to discuss this in depth. This is just an example. Um, you know, if the developers aren't giving out games until the day before for reviewers, there's definitely, it, it's a trend of theirs to try and withhold information, anything to keep you from pre-ordering the game so that, you know, you're not going to find out before the game comes out, whether it's even worth your money or time, if you if you feel like you have to have it on day one. And and that's that's a problem, you know? Like I said, we don't have the scarcity like we did. So, you know, that eliminates that. Um, I can see the scarcity for collector's editions. You know, if you got to have that statue and and you feel like you need to do that, especially if it's a really popular game that, that'll probably sell out, then go ahead and get the pre-order to get that statue. But if you're just playing the vanilla game, like you know, wait, wait to see what the reviews look like. Wait, you know, wait. don't, don't pre-order. See, I was, see, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same, I'm the same way with, uh, Tomb Raider. I, I've been, I've been looking for Rise of the Tomb Raider since it was announced, what, two years ago? And then, you know, they, they said Xbox, so I've, I've had to wait another year. And as we inched closer to October, you know, GameStop, here's your pre-order bonuses and all that. And I'm looking over and I'm like, you know, the pre-order bonus really isn't that much. It's, it's really nothing to go, Is it I need ever? to go pre-order that, ga- that, like, that, that game day more. Well, for the most part, no. There are some things that's like, well, that's kind of cool. It'd be neat to have. But no, really, most pre-orders anymore aren't worth it. They're usually but what? They're I usually also, like skins and yeah, stuff like that, right? And then typically, yeah, ex- exactly. so it's like, oh, well, I have to go to GameStop to get this skin, or I have to go the through cool, Amazon to get the, this skin. But the problem with that is usually six months down the road, those re- are released for everybody to get anyway. Yeah. For free. That's the like the day one edition of games. You know, they, they... The coolest pre-order bonus I've ever gotten was I got a stocking cap for Mercs 2 that's got the Mercenaries logo on it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, see, I mean, but I then still, once again, I, that, that I still falls have that stocking cap. I still edition. wear it. That's them adding so, physical, physical, you know, tangible goods to the game. You know, yes. like so. I and, mean, that, that more, I lump that in with like what I was saying about collectors' editions. You know, if you have to have yeah. that piece of merchandise, then by all means pre-order it. But if you're just getting the digital game or even the disc, yeah. like. How have you ever gone to like GameStop two days after a game released and and not been able to like you can get your hands on games today? There's there's not the scarcity that there. Oh used yeah, to be. there's really no. I mean, you're right because and at, even ten years ago it wasn't even scarcity. It's like I used I worked at a GameStop for almost two years back from '03 to almost '05, and even back then there wasn't like we would have just major. The the three major midnights that I was there when I had good pre order numbers was like Halo. Gears and Call of Duty. Those were like my favorite time of the year because I would get pre-orders. But other than that, it's like people would come in and be like, I want to pre-order it. What do I get? And I'm like, a poster. And they're like, oh my god, a poster. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, bro, this is like, you can go to Spencer's or like Target and they have them for like I actually have $2. the Grand Theft Auto Five poster sitting right next to me right now that I got on launch night. But I didn't pre-order it. I actually went to the launch event and bought it. Um, 
So, but that's the thing is, is so this pre-order culture, like they're pushing pre-orders so hard. And the reason why is because they want to have those numbers. Uh, GameStop wants to have, I mean, they need your money to remain a viable, uh, a viable business. So they're pushing pre-orders. The developers are pushing pre-orders. So they get an idea of the demand for their game. But at the same time, with this whole holding back review copies, they're, they're wanting to make sure that the information about their game doesn't get out. And, and both of these things are very anti-consumer. They're, they don't benefit you and I as consumers. And, and this is a problem. And the only way this problem changes is if we, as consumers, make a stand. If we stop pre-ordering games, then they're going to get the hint that, hey, this isn't, we need to figure something else out. Um, if, if, if we wait until two or three days after uh, the game release date to buy games until, because, I mean... I, I really don't want to talk too much about it, but, but one of the statements from Bethesda was like, oh, well, if you want to wait and see what your favorite reviewer says about the game, then we encourage you to do that. So, and and I know they, they make that statement knowing that most gamers won't do that. Most gamers want to have that game on release day. They want to be a part of the zeitgeist. They want to be a part of the group. But if we took a stand and said, okay, cool, yeah, we'll do what you said. We, we'll wait a week to buy the game because we want to see what the reviews we'll say. Wait. Then they're going to get that message that, hey, what you're doing now is not good. Then they'll go back to putting out review copies ahead of time because they want those sales on day one. That's the only way to fix that. If we are going to wait to see what the reviews say because we're not going to spend $60 on a game that t- ends up being a piece of crap and you guys were trying to hide that from us to get our money before we learned that that game was a piece of crap, you know, because you've already got our money. Like, this is the only way that any of this is going gonna, is gonna to change. And that's the thing is, is none of this stuff benefits us. Like, the most they give us for pre-orders is a skin or, you know, something just ridiculous. Because- here's, a, here, here, here's a free mission that yeah. you can play that in six months will make it available for free. Or if you buy the season pass... You can get it for free. Or even if it's not, it's inconsequential. Like, those missions aren't going to be direct story-related because they're not going to hold back main story beats from people who bought the regular game because that would cause a shitstorm. You know, like, so so it's never worth the effort or the time for you to pre-order. All you're doing is you're just feeding their machine. And that's that. And so that that's not even directly for Ubisoft. That's that applies to everybody. You know, every game. Like, I believe we should wait for reviews. I I personally wait for reviews for the reasons that I told you before. I don't have to be a part of the zeitgeist. I don't get to play games right away. So like, I can usually afford to wait to see what the reviews say. But also, I I can recognize what's going on here. I mean, I'm a business student, so for one, I should be like applauding all these business strategies. But at the same time, I can see what these business strategies are, and I can see that they are for the most part anti-consumer and i i personally don't agree with that and so this is the way i see the the only way it can be fixed is if we stop pre-ordering games and you know if they if they want to put out games or give games to reviewers you know the day of then wait you know show them that that yeah. this process that, that that they're enabling and forcing on us is not going to work i can't agree. I, I have i can't argue with anything he says I'm just not going to comment because I'm waiting for the full topic of the week. Because as a reviewer, I and stuff I've seen lately with my just with my dealings in the last two weeks alone with some PR people, I'm like I just can't wait for the whole review topic next week. Finally, yeah, and I mean, if if I'm on that episode, I'll definitely you know have more to to put in. Like even though I don't review well, we'll, games very often, I definitely we'll, understand how that goes. But yeah, we'll make, we definitely we'll should make hold sure you're there. We should hold off conversation on this topic until then. And I apologize to Tricky for for 
spoiling that this is the topic of the week. And, and unfortunately, because of the circumstances of have not having everybody here, it's almost as if that's going to be old news by the time. So it's good that we've at least addressed it in a smaller way so we can elaborate on it later. Exactly. So um, this is kind of a pass-through topic, but um, the list of uh, PS or oh, I said PS4, the list of uh, PlayStation 4 Pro uh, compatible games has come out. Um, I, I'm not really going to yeah. read through all of this. Um, some some games some games that stuck out to me because they're older games. I mean, they're like I won't quite. I will almost launch PlayStation 4 games. Is that you've got like The Last of Us remastered. Um, infamous Second Son and First Light. Um, I can understand Firewatch, and a lot of them are are, are your you got Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. A lo- what about Knack? Um, Knack surprised me. I can tell you why Knack's on there. Knack's on there. Mark Cerny is one of the head guys at PlayStation. He was one of the guys that was real big behind the PlayStation Four. Um, he's also the one yeah. who created Knack. So the reason why Knack's on there, I can almost guarantee you, it's it was a a it's test platform. Know. It was a test platform for them to figure out how to make this 4K thing work. Uh, the same way that The Last of Us. Uh, remastered was Naughty Dog's way of learning the ins and outs of the PlayStation 4 so they can make Uncharted 4. This Uncharted was 4. that for the Sony at large. Like this was this was their ability to 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 test everything, the capabilities of the PlayStation 4 and figure out how best to develop for it. And that's why Nax on there. A lot of the games that I've read on here, and like I said, I'm I'm not going to read through the list of bore the listeners. A lot of them it, it, it's to me, from what I'm reading, you know, like I said, I saw Firewatch, I see Ratchet and Clank, Last of Us. A lot of them are are what I'm going to say, you know, and I'm using my air quotes here that you can't see. The pretty games. Yeah, the visual. You know, get games that really put get games that'll push visual, so they can really push the 4K. The ones that are going to push so pixels, literally. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, you you got like the pixels, Ratchet and Clank. So I'm I'm not overly surprised of of the list that's on here. So I was just more surprised with a couple of the really old games, and I'm like, that's got to be because they're visually enticing. So you can push the look how much prettier it looks now so, compared to when we you first bought your four. It's actually a really interesting thing about this though is the PlayStation Four. Like they all get the PlayStation Four treatment. That's what they're calling it, PlayStation Four upgrade. But it. What that means can vary from game to game. They can use that extra power of the PlayStation 4 to uh, make the frame rate higher. You know, they can have it be at 60 frames per second for longer. They can try, they can use it to make a 4K game, but they don't have to, you know, or some some rate in between. Like, uh, there's no roadmap for what PlayStation 4 Pro support means. Like, it varies but from game to game. And so it's going to be interesting once once this comes out and all these games are out to actually see how each of these games is able to take, uh, make use of that playstation 4 pro extra power like it's it's just interesting because nobody really knows what a playstation 4 pro compatible game means and and it'll be a long time before that 
that vocabulary is, is to the point where, yeah, where, where we know, because right now that, that's just nebulous. It's, oh, it's PlayStation 4 Pro compatible, but it's like, okay, well, does that mean I'm getting a more stable frame rate? Does that mean I'm getting a 4K graphics? You know, does that mean there's there's a, a bunch of different things that developers can use that extra power for? And the question is, you know, how is it going to, how's it going to work? We don't know yet. So that's kind of the interesting thing about this topic. In my I'm, I'm going to be more interested in, in to see with some of these games, the side by side. This is what it looks like on a, you See, know, but that's, or, or, or. that's another problem though. So, I mean, if you, where are you going to look yeah. at your side by side? Are you going to look at it on your laptop screen? Are you going to look at it on your that, television? That, um, that's true. You if you have, don't look at it, a unless 4K you have a TV, 4K TV or a 4K monitor, like it's, it's going to be minimal. You will see it, it is noticeable. I mean, my, I have a, a 980 Ti in my PC and I am displaying on a 1080p monitor. So what happens is the game, the, my my hardware recognizes or my the software recognizes that the hardware is capable of displaying at much better graphics so it renders at those larger graphics and then downscales it to my monitor which does things like it it eliminates like uh rough edges around things cuz things are are actually rendering for much more pixels so details are a lot finer so even uh, a PlayStation 4 Pro on a regular 1080p monitor you're going to notice a difference but it it may not be a huge difference um so uh, but yeah it's gonna be hard to see those side by sides if you're looking at it on your laptop screen or your your phone you know something like that like it's one of those things that you almost have to see it like on a 4k you're gonna have to go to a best buy you're gonna have to go someplace to see it on a 4k monitor to really understand what the difference is i can uh i can agree to that because when everybody was hyped on hd i was like i was like well i don't have i have standard definition tv so until I see stuff on an HD TV, I'm not going to be overly thrilled. And even even the monitor that they give you to play at Walmart or whatever, I'm just like, okay, that looks pretty, but that's supposed to look pretty. You know, until I saw it at a buddy's house, I was like, wow, that is a lot better than standard definition. So I, as soon as I said that and you're like, well, what are you watching it on? I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a dumb thing to say. No, it's not dumb at all. Like, it's just something that people don't think about. You know, like, we're, we're talking about 4K and, and, and no, nobody really knows what that means. I mean, I see 4K TVs at Target and they look amazing. I can see all the details and stuff like that. But, like, I think most people just don't understand that and, and even understand whether or not they need it right now. So it's, it's, it's just the hype. It's like, three, it's like 3D TVs and HD DVDs. It's... Uh, it's gonna it's gonna drop in price. That's why I'm like the list when I saw it, I was like, all right, I was like that's cool. Um, I'm not buying a PS4 Pro this year, maybe next year, but if I do, it's not gonna be till summer. I have no immediate urgency. I was like, I'm enjoying the way my games look right now in 1080p. Yeah, yeah, great. See, and 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 I'm the same way. I I, I just upgraded. A year, two years ago, and got an LED HD TV. I have no desire to rush out and buy a 4K TV. Yep, and if you don't have a 4K TV, there's really not a lot of reason to buy. Especially since 4K consoles. movies are still pretty pricey to get. Like I was looking and I saw like they had the Civil War Ultra 4K UHD like Blu-rays and stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, I was like, I bet that looks amazing. I'm like. Yeah, but it looks pretty good on regular Blu-ray, so I'm not really going to spend $35 on a Blu-ray. Mafia 3 has sold sold in, which is shipped to the stores, 4.5 million copies in the first week on market. 
which makes it the fastest selling game in the history of 2K, according to the parent company Take Two Interactive. So they're saying, you know, it, it, which is quite an accomplishment considering you've got NBA 2K, Borderlands, and the Bioshock franchise. Now, to me, when I read that, I look at Borderlands. Borderlands started off slow. And then as it got into the hands of people, even me, I was like, I don't care, cartoony, I like the original look. And I watched my buddies play it, and I'm like, wow, that's an awesome game. I need to go buy it. So Borderlands took off. I can understand that. But the reason I asked that is because I thought St. Row fell under this moniker, and it sort of surprised me that St. Row 3 or St. Row 4, if it is, and if I'm totally wrong, then this is why, that Mafia 3 would outdo no, uh, that game. But still, that's still that's still a feat. 4.5 million in stores, not sold to consumers in no, the first uh, week. It was originally THQ, and then it was Volition with Deep Silver for uh, Saints Row, thanks to uh, Tricky's superior knowledge. Okay, so... so Okay, so then that would be why... So, also... Uh, isn't... So, Rockstar is a part of Take-Two Interactive, which is part of 2k games like that does gta factor into that or are they considering that completely separate that that just that they, that relationship they must be me. but 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 they didn't the, yeah but they have they didn't put that in there but I, that's what i, was I saying. find I'm it like, hard to so believe that mafia games. 3 outsold even gta 5 G- on launch gta 5 gta 4 but i mean they may be counting it separately like Rockstar is such a Red, huge thing, they may just completely count it separate. But I know they're all a part of the same company. That's what confused me. Red Dead that. Redemption. Yeah, well, it, GTA mean, for certain though. But anyway, yeah, I mean, good for them for sure. I've heard uh, at least the story I, element of that yeah, game. I've, I've heard, heard from the mechanical. It's yes, I've been hearing mixed from friends about how they feel about it. Like, yeah, there's there's supposed to be you know technical difficulties with the game, but I mean, if you look at like a lot of Ubisoft games, a lot of Bethesda games, a lot of times you can you can ignore or at least put some of that aside especially if the uh, the narrative is really good and that's what i hear about this the the narrative and the presentation is top-notch on this but yeah i mean there's there's uh, been plenty of glitches that have you know been appearing and stuff like that even uh game crashing bl- glitches and stuff that you know can can definitely be tough but from everything that i've heard of this game it's it's definitely worth checking out uh maybe i yeah uh, i i enjoyed mafia too so i will be picking this up i i just i didn't buy it anytime near launch because i'm still trying to work through my other backlog so it was like you know what i don't need to play this day one so i'll pick it up down the road but i definitely will be will be picking this up another game that has been teased if you've played journey i have not yet but it's a good thousands of people i I only recently played it the first time but it's a great game i i picked it up on the floor when it was on sale for like five bucks or something so it's on my backlog list now it, it, it's a nice but, one like on a sunday afternoon because it's literally like two or three hours yeah. to play through you can do it in one sitting it's it's a it's a good experience i definitely recommend i feel it. like i'm in the minority because so, i actually and, didn't really care for journey just wasn't my cup of tea like visually <gasps> visually that's me great, but it just i don't know i i bought into the hype and i paid like the full price for it on ps3 and i was like oh man i should have waited till this was on sale but five bucks, I bet. I bet you you won't feel like you didn't get a yeah. good deal. See, a, 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 yeah. See, a buddy of mine bought it. You know, it came out. It's put twenty bucks. He said, "Yeah, I know it's only two hours, but it's absolutely awesome." But it I was, I was just like, I was just like, man, twenty bucks for two hours. I had a hard time pulling the trigger when it dropped the five bucks. I'm like, sold. So what do we know about so this anyway, new game? So that game company has teased 
that they're releasing a new game. It's it's just images, no real news. It, it you know you've got an image of what looks like four children, you know, silhouetted in uh, in a blue background. They're all kind of whitish, wearing. I'm gonna say like a poncho. That's not probably the yeah, right word. I think that's the right word. And then you've got you've you've got you've got another colored picture, um, you know, clouds, almost a stonehengey archway, and a light above the clouds in perfect alignment with the stone in the center of the archway. And then you've got another blue background picture with two candles, a lighted candle going to light an unlighted candle. And it um, all seems to have like a, a sky yeah. motif to it. Yeah, and and the, you know the all the article really says is the co-find co co-founder co-founder of that game company. Um, I am going to butcher his name. Genova uh, <laughs> Jen. Genova Chen. At di- at di- oh, I was pretty close then. Yay yeah, you were me. really close. Go go Ooh. English. Um, at at Dice <laughs> twenty thirteen. <laughs> at Dice twenty thirteen, he said that Journey's follow up would unlikely be a sequel to Journey. Um, from the pictures, I kind of can say it leans a little bit towards Journey, which you would kind of expect it being, since that's being their big hit. Only time will really tell. I mean, there really hasn't been... There's, there's no information other than the teasers. I've really um, liked you, I've really liked the games that that game company have done. They've all been really artistic. Uh, they did Flower. They did Flow. You know, the Journey, like they... They're all really niche uh, artsy games. In fact, when the P- PS3 was out, like that was kind of their their bread and butter. But it also kind of separated the the PlayStation against the Xbox. You know, the Xbox was the dude bro console where everybody played Call of Duty and Halo and Gears of War. Madden. And, and uh, you know, the PlayStation was like, well, yeah, but we've got these really nice uh, artistic With games that you know, kind of make a statement. By and, the way, yeah. So they were they were some of the ones who spearheaded that. So it was kind of nice. So, and then finally, for those of you who are have already or just sinking your teeth in the rise of the Tomb Raider, reports are already flying that the next Lara Croft installment will be called Shadow I of the Tomb Raider. I love this bit of news so much because Twitter um, ate this up and there were so many jokes about different names. Like, people are just like, follow the Tomb Raider. Blink like, of the, the Blink. Tomb Raider. Yeah, just blank of the blank. That's that's the naming convention yeah. for anything. Yeah, movies, games. It's well, what 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 I like about it is is somebody takes a screenshot or not a screenshot. Somebody takes a picture of a screenshot or something, posts it on the internet, and all of a sudden everybody just gobbles it up. Yeah, this, this exactly one was apparently uh, some guy on an on an airplane had this on his laptop. So ostensibly, he worked for the developer, and he had this on his laptop, and somebody snapped a picture of it. That's that's how this story the logo was wasn't the top broke. right. But yeah, yeah. The, the it, internet the internet goes fucking ape shit for stuff like goes this. goes crazy. So so of course you know Kotaku reaches out and and asks you know hey is this legit? And then of course Square Enix goes well we don't comment on rumors or speculations. So we know there's going to be another one. I, Cool, we got there, a name. There, there, there's, yeah, there's going to be a third one, and, and it, it's probably going to be a good game considering the last yeah. two were good games. But don't pre-order. So, it. Yes, wait for the reviews. I after playing the first two games, I will be getting this day one whenever they decide. I just hope it's not another timed exclusive game where it's like we have to wait eleven months to get it on the PS4. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's all business. But now I'm. I, yeah, but I gotta say, I gotta say though, although although I sat back at E3 and I was I was thoroughly 
pissed off. I did sit back. I was smart enough to sit back and go, bravo, Microsoft. Bravo. You you have one of us. Those, but what I saw it as is like, you I can't know, wait for it to come out on money. PS4 because we're going to get all the DLC included in the base price of the game. And that's what happened. And it came out alongside Uncharted 4, so it wasn't like the people on the PlayStation didn't have a, a good game to play that was in a similar vein. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Business is business. You know, people are going to uh, – Sony does the same thing. And, you know, everybody – Nintendo did it with Bayonetta. Like, everybody's going to spend their money wherever they think they can to get an edge. You know, you can't really yep. fault them for I'm that. Just, I'm just excited that we – I already assumed they were going to make a third game. And – uh the rumors that I've seen, and of course doesn't comment on rumors, is that we were going to get the third game November of next year. They've already been working on the game. So I'm like, hey, if that's the case and we get another game and it's like an every other year type situation, because even though it came out on PS4, you know, last month, it came out last year on Xbox, so I consider that two years between each game. So I'm like... Yeah. It, I mean, it... In all intent, for all intents and purposes, it probably absolutely is. I don't think a whole lot of extra effort went into making the PlayStation version. I imagine it was more like we just have to wait until the deadline lapses for us to be able to release this. Like they didn't put Copy. a lot of extra work in it. Copy paste, a little bit of add on, <laughs> boom, print, change extension. The only thing PS4. I think they actually worked on was doing the whole yeah. craft manner in VR. That's probably the only thing they did. Yeah, I mean they did some work for sure, but like I, but I don't. I don't think it was, it was like that much. Intensive. The point where they haven't like they haven't already started because this is crystal dynamic this is like their baby now and square enix as a publisher smartest move for them to be publishing tomb raider like i think as a publisher square enix has done a lot better in recent years as a publisher instead of a developer with you know with uh what is it what else do they have uh life is strange uh life is strange which i still think is one of the best episodic games out there and now tomb raider and i'm just like i want a third game i just finished the game Hitman. We forgot know, Hitman. Hitman. Hitman's run away hit. <laughs> I haven't played Hitman yet. I'm waiting. I've been watching a lot of streaming of Hitman. I haven't played it yet either, but uh, from what all everything I've seen, that game is top notch. And actually, everyone was really upset about the the way they were going to roll it out in episodic content. But that's actually worked really well because that game to this day is still relevant uh, on a regular basis. Whereas if they had released it all at one time, everybody would have just played through it in a week or two, and nobody'd be talking about that game anymore. And then but, moved on. But right now on extra I've, live streams, there are plenty of people streaming Hitman, so that was I've, actually a really I've, good strategy on their part i've heard mixed things about it I, I need to go talk to my buddy He he's a big hitman person he's played through him i the last time i talked to him about it it was the first one which everybody said was a little rough so but i need to talk to him uh so to close out the show uh sophie's trophies troy you said you had one even although you said it was an achievement yeah but we'll let it go so you know we were talking in the show notes trying to figure out what to do for a sophie trophy um i didn't play much playstation but i do have um a sophie's achievement if you will allow me uh this um so i was doing forza horizon um yesterday and so one of the achievements is to uh so as you drive through the countryside it's it's based in australia as you drive on the roads because it's an open world uh it you discover these roads like as you've driven them uh so there's 468 roads in the game and so last night you know in between all the craziness because once again playing for 16 hours you just gotta kind of find some way to make it interesting i was like i've got 200 more roads to get let's just drive around and find all these roads 
And I finally got it down to where I had three roads left. And it was such a pain to, like, look at the map. because So the roads on the map change a little bit a uh, shade of color. Like, they're gray when you haven't explored them. Uh, the dirt roads turn brown. The, the regular roads turn white. And... Uh, and the some of the dirt roads, when they're smaller roads, they're dashed lines. So I'm sitting here, like, painstakingly looking over the map trying to find little spots because there was three roads. And that could literally be just, like, literally like a 15-foot stretch of a small road that I didn't touch. And so I'm, like... One dotted line. Yeah, so, like, I'm, like, just pouring over this map trying to find. And, and so what helped me with that, once again, this is probably not going to help anybody because there's probably not a lot of people who listen to this podcast that are playing Forza Horizon. But you can actually turn off all of the uh, icons on the map, and that helped me zero in on the areas that that maybe because you're literally looking for like a little sliver of, of a road that that is not the same color as the rest of the road. Um, it took me a couple hours, but I definitely did it. And my wife like jumped from upstairs when I yelled when I found that last that last bit of road. I was like, I found you, motherfucker. And I <laughs> ran over there in my Audi R8 and I was so ecstatic and I got the achievement. So thank you for uh, entertaining me and allowing me to do an Xbox achievement for Sophie's Trophies. I'm pretty sure. It, well, wait, no, never mind. Froze is an Xbox exclusive. I about. Yeah, no, it's absolutely an Xbox exclusive. Uh, my brother-in-law got into my Twitch stream and he was really mad because he was like, "Oh, this is a great game. Is it going to be out on PlayStation Four? I was like, "You will never see this game on PlayStation Four," and he really hated that. <laughs> uh, we do have a topic of the week, but we're waiting for uh, the Internet Fairies for Alex and for Tricky to both be back. As you heard earlier, Troy touched on it a little bit. We don't have any e- listener emails or voicemails. What the um, hell? Seriously. I know, right? Like, You've I made asked the call. for them. I made the call. Give us some emails, people. So we will roll into our housekeeping. Proven Gamer is looking for writers, podcasters, video editors, news reporters, uh, article writers, YouTubers. If you have a uh, passion to do any of those or want to dabble in any of it, Head over to ProvingGamer.com, click the Help Wanted tab, leave your info, and Tricky will get back with you. Um, if you would like to contact us, you can contact uh, the site on Twitter, at ProvingGamer, the show, at Trophy Horrors. You can find me on Twitter, at I Yield to No One. You can find Lucia at... The underscore Ion Vane. And you can find Troy at... At AntisocialGamer on Twitter, Xbox... Steam and also uh, at NM Rain or not at NM Rain. NM Rain is my PSN uh, account that I use the most often, which is my old handle NMREIG. Really quick, soon we will see Alex on Twitter. We will see Alex on Twitter because we because the uh, Proven Gamer team has reached their uh, extra life goal. So if you want to congratulate Alex for coming back to Twitter, welcome. You back can to get Twitter. a hold of him at Sondasaurus Rex. You can get Tricky if you want to talk to him at Tricky Mick, but no one nope. wants to talk to him. You can uh, you, <laughs> you can get the sh- uh, you can get a hold of the site. Uh, I hope I get this right. Uh, trophy whores, you can send us an email. Trophy whores uh, at provengamer.com. You can reach us um, through the Speakpipe app on the. Uh, Facebook, our Facebook page on the website, you can leave us a, a, a message on how good the show is, how good the writers are doing. Just make some comments um, on Trophy's live videos. Oh you can do that on his smoke breaks. All of his smoke you can, breaks. 
If you don't want to do that and you actually want to use your phone to give us a call, you can call the phone number, which... uh, 867-5309. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny. Don't lose that number. It's blah, 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 proven nine. Yeah, I know the last part of nine. I don't know know the first part. I actually don't know. (laughs) I just know the proven nine. And it used to be in (laughs) the contact information in the doc, and then I... Big tricky. Yeah, this is took all being out. copied and yeah. pasted. Every it wasn't week. there. Keep it in there. He took it out. He he took he took it out, and 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 I do it every week, and I'm drawing a blank now, because he started the Jenny thing. Now I got Jenny stuck in my mm-hmm. head. So anyway, if you know what, if Tricky don't like this, he'll edit it all in. You can check out our other podcast, uh, PG Spoilers. They're telling me it ain't dead, folks, but uh, PG Spoilers Frosty is keep, in charge. I keep of it. hearing this name. I do not think it means what you think it means. I, exactly right. Um, we have Remember the Loot. We also have our Wrestling podcast, which is now on iTunes, Marks. Stitcher, and Google Play. Wrestling. Yes, it is. And your other podcast apps. You can check out our PlayStation Four communities. Uh, the Trophy Horse has one called T Dubs Brothel. Proven Gamer has one. I have one called the Platinum Guild. If you want an invite, hit me up. Look it up. Ask for an invite. I'll let you in. Uh, my community is basically just it, it is we've got 24 members um my community when you get a platinum or 100 percent, you just post it on there hey look where i'm at look what i did or you can ask for help screening to get into that community, um the there is stringent stringent uh, we also have sponsors um i'll do the gofundme if you go to gofundme.com backslash proven gamer we're trying to raise some monies for better podcasting equipment. We got some trophy themed uh, donations where you can actually get tricky to platinum a good game instead of playing Hannah Montana and the Division. <laughs> Lucia, shots fired, Ubisoft. Right. <laughs> Another sponsor is Amazon. That's how I say it. If you Thank go you. to proving anywhere on provinggamer.com, you will see banners and links and click on them to go to Amazon. What happens is you spend your money like you normally would, buy whatever you want, don't delete your cookies because anytime you return back, and does it cost you anything extra? A little bit of your overall shopping gets kicked back to the site to help keep podcasts like this and the various other ones going, you know, ad-free and just awesome and amazing. So anywhere on provinggamer.com, you see a little Amazon link, just click that, just do your shopping like normal, and that's it. Helps keep the site alive. I'm going to talk about Extra Life. We've already talked a lot about Extra Life. Uh, So Extra Life, um, we discussed it at the top of the show, but it's a uh, charity for the Children's Miracle Network. You can go to extralife.org, extra-life.org, and you can sign up to uh, play games for charity, uh, raise money for sick kids. Uh, Proven Gamer has a a team. Um, Like I said, the official game day was as we recorded. It ended today on Sunday, but uh, you can definitely continue and contribute until the end of the year. And then on January 1st, you can just continue and roll it right over into 2017. Extra Life is a year-long event at this point, which is amazing because it is helping sick children uh, all over the country. So it's definitely a good cause and it's worth supporting. Yes, and like I said earlier during the show, if you would like to leave a donation, um, hit me up on social media, hit me up on the PlayStation, I will give you my link where you can leave a donation, you can hit, I'm sure you can hit Troy up the same way, you can go to extra-life.org and uh, search for Proven Gamer and leave a donation for whatever, yes, 
and then you can you can uh, find your team member that you want and leave a donation that way. And, and you you can donate to any of us. I would greatly love your donation since you know Troy's already got six hundred six hundred dollars. I still haven't reached I, my I, goal yet, though. But and I, he hasn't I'm, reached. His, I'm not he here to pimp my yet. extra life. I'm here to help proven gamers. So go donate to proven gamer. Any any little bit helps. Like I've literally got like a dollar donations. So I mean, like it doesn't have to be a lot. And every little bit, it all adds up. It all adds up. So with all that, we will roll into our shout-outs. Uh, all right, well, once again, all the listeners, all the fans of the Ion out there, just, you know, shout-out to you guys. Also, My Extra Life, I will be timing it. Actually, I'm actually going to pull up my calendar. I'm going to be aiming for Wednesday, the 16th, into Thursday, the 17th, for My Extra Life stream. If you guys are on the Facebook page, I will make posts and update on that. But I'm going to aim to do mine in the middle of the week because a lot of people are doing weekend stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to do it during the week. I have free time. Other than that, that's really it for my shout-outs. I want to shout-out you guys, uh, Yield and Lucia, for uh, allowing me to be on this show. I want to thank Tricky Alex and everybody else for not showing up, giving me an option to be on this show. Uh, I want to thank my wife, who's downstairs. She'll actually be happy that we're actually done by 7 o'clock today. I don't want to say that that's because Tricky's not here, but... That's probably because Tricky's because not here. Because Tricky's not here. You won't say it. I'll say yeah, we it. Did, we did really Tricky's good. We, we had here. some good conversation, but we also we also got it done pretty quick, which is really good. Um, also, so I think it was I, I think it was Jared in the uh, Trophy Horse group uh, during one of Tricky's uh, live videos. So you'd have to probably look back through like forty or fifty of them by this point. Um, I wanted to thank him. He he had some kind words to say about me in that. Uh, in the comments of that video and I, I really appreciated that it's always good to have feedback um so that's kind of a, a lot of the reason why i wanted people to send emails and stuff I, I we we really like to hear from you guys uh what you think of the show um any comments suggestions all of that stuff it's it's all super welcomed and it also lets us know that people are listening i mean we know there's t- a ton of downloads but we don't know if it's just bots that are downloading this thing all the time it's good to know that there's actually people behind behind those screens and be- inside those earbuds that are uh that are listening to us. It's it's pretty awesome. Yes. I would like to give a shout out um, to Troy. Um, at, at, at this rate, what started off as a three-man trophy horse is probably, at this rate, we'll probably just grow into like a, a, a six-man crew. We're, we're like the NWO of podcasts. There's, there's an you know issue it, every, with that. Everybody, I think, I think with podcasts, everybody you, will be a part of us. You reach a point where there's just too many people. Uh, I, I've, I've already said it a few times. Like I've been invited to a few uh, episodes where there was already a full uh, – full gamut of hosts and it just it gets kind of crowded so i think three or four people is probably the ideal for a podcast so, so, sooner or later we're going to yeah. break off and we're going to call ourselves like trophy horse 2.0 yeah, and we're like going to each other we're going to start a, right. a raw me, me and the old are going to have our own two thing. man shows. <laughs> we, we, we've done it before we'll be the thursday right. night podcast they'll be the monday night podcast we'll have our own See, pay-per-view hey, that was a wrestling know, right? reference and that came I'm from me so proud of you right now like Bravo! We are converting you. you. Yes, big time. The smart marks would be so proud of you, right? They're smart. Yeah. Um, those are good peeps. But but I like I said, I like to give a shout out to Troy. It's it's great to have him on the show. Different insight, and you know, it's great to bring him back. Um, shout out to Lucia. Um, I'm getting the hang of this uh, hosting thing. Although I stumble, I'm getting I'm getting the hang of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So a shout out to Lucia. Shout out to Alex. Um, I know I know he's got to be itching to get back on the show. I don't think uh, I've podcasted with Alex here. since I've been back, have I? I don't. I don't feel like I have. I, I, I need to podcast. I don't with think Alex. so. Well, you, oh yeah, you have to podcast with Alex. You. Will I mean, I did. It was, like, it was months ago. Man. You have. It was like before the guy. summer, I think. Um, like I said, a, a shout out to Tricky. A shout out to the fans for listening, downloading, spreading everything that is the whoredom. You know, grabbing your friends, going, man, listen to this podcast. We greatly appreciate that. We really do. Um, I would also like to give a shout out to. Everybody who's either participated in Extra Life, donated, listened to somebody talk about it, whatever, thank you. It is greatly appreciated. Every any amount that you can donate, if you know, is great. If you want to participate, that's great as well. So anything that you can do to help is tremendous, tremendously appreciated. I would also like to give a shout out to some of the guild latest platinum guild platinums, um, Stink Palm, for his infamous. In his Saturday morning RPG. Tricky got a VR Platinum. Don't know what game. He just posted a picture and said number 64. So it, it the picture just said uh, VR. So apparently he got a VR Platinum. It, and apparently was, he got yeah, a hundred... Playroom VR is what that was. Ah, I figured it was something chinksy. <laughs> um, he also got 100% in Night Out. And Troy's even making fun of you, so that's got to be bad. Hey, no, I, I um, actually think me, that Mr. Mustard is, is pretty decent. Oh, okay. Um, me, Mr. Mustard for his Lego Movie Platinum, Mind Cool Person, his Hitman Go Platinum, and Homer Gets Duffed for his Borderlands Platinum. Like I said, PlayStation 4 communities, if you want to brag about your latest Platinum, get a shout-out on the show, hit me up. I'll invite you, post your latest platinum, and you will get a shout out on the show. Get your applications With in that, early. That that processing yeah. time is a yes. It's, you it, might make it the 2017 is. roster. There maybe. is it's. You Actually, might. Actually, mine's mine's been pushed back because I'm waiting on oh. the drug test to come back. So I'm still filling out the application. <laughs> oh, you, you 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 better not be doping. Better not. Let's find them out. PEDs, <laughs> them them performance enhancing drugs. Ah, uh, jokes. I want to say nope. Well, we'll 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 kick you out of the guild faster than Lesnar got kicked out of Las Vegas. Oh, oh. that's actually um, the joke I was going to. I don't get that. I don't that understand said, that reference. What? Not let's, let's go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia does. So, with that being said, we've got the show down to an hour and a half. Everybody can go watch The Walking Dead, and two eighty two is Check in the it. books. Later, that's folks. It. Check. You done made it to another one. Replay. Oh, download another one. Continue your hoardum. Or you can go and do a tricky man and chop it. However, you do it, you do it just to forget get the ray and leave a comment. And thanks for getting listen to the show. Now it's time for me to go. Peace out to another episode.